Amen. I'm excited. Jesus is coming. Amen. And it says in Luke chapter 3, verses 3 through 6, And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism, the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low. And the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Speaking of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm glad, amen, this morning that he's filled every valley. I'm glad that he's knocked me off my high horse, if you will, that place where I thought I was higher than everybody else. Amen. I'm glad that he straightened my crooked path and made it straight and continues to do that every single day and for the purpose of knowing who Jesus Christ is. Amen. He's coming, folks. Jesus is coming. It's the real deal. It's not a game. I wouldn't be up here if it was a game. I wouldn't be up here to try to make a bunch of money because I don't. But it's the real deal. Our eternal destiny is at stake. And so we put everything we have into this. Praise God. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your salvation message, God. I thank you for the death, burial, and resurrection better known as the good news, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the gospel. God, we're so appreciative, God, that you've called us to be servants of your kingdom, within your kingdom, God, doing the work, God, as you've called us to do, Lord. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. I think one of the most challenging things in my life was coming to an understanding that there were some things that I had to do to for God to get me into the position, amen, where he could deal with my life. Uh, if you were anything like me, amen, and uh, maybe there were some characteristics that were, uh, but I was a pretty stubborn individual. Uh, in some aspects, that, that, that old stubbornness rises up inside of me. Sometimes that old pride nature rises up inside of me. It doesn't mean that God wants to remove the stubbornness from you. But he just wants to transition it for us to look at life a different way. Amen. It takes a stubborn individual to live for God. If you didn't have some type of stubbornness in you, amen, you would be swayed, amen, to alter your path. Praise God when things came into your life, amen. But because we are stubborn for the Lord, amen, God can use us because and trust us because he knows that we're not going to fold, amen. We have, uh, we have that, that nature, if you will. And I think one of the most challenging areas or another challenging area in the Christian life is the ability to wait on God. One thing I do not like doing is waiting on God. You might like waiting on God, but I don't like waiting on God. But I know that if I wait on God, 
everything's going to be just fine. Amen. We never know. I don't know. You don't know when God is going to step into our situation. We don't know the time. We don't even know the place. But we do know that God will move on behalf of his people. If you look back in history, there was a time when God had not communicated with his people. The Bible talks about 400 years of silence, and it was due to the fact that God's people were in complete violation of God's ways. And as we read in our opening text, by the time John the Baptist came on the scene, the Romans uh, were in complete control of the known world at that time. The world was in, was in complete chaos. It was mass confusion, and confusion was rampant in that, in that time. The Jews had returned from Babylonian captivity they were there in that place for 70 years, and now as time moved through, amen, and the coming of the Messiah was prime time, uh, the revelation of a Messiah was now relevant. It was, it was ready. People were, were tuned. They were, they, they were waiting for this Messiah. Now, if you don't know anything about the Jewish culture History tells us that there were a lot of messiahs in that time. There were a lot of people claiming to be the one, amen. And that's why people were so confused when Jesus appeared on the scene in a stable, amen. He didn't come in pomp. He didn't come riding on a white horse with great power and authority, but... It was never in, in, in the intention or it was never um, in Jesus' mind, praise God, to exhibit his full power and authority at that time because he knew that if he came with great pomp and power and authority that people would be drawn to him because of his power and because of his authority, amen, they would always be jostling for some place of uh, reputation, amen. They would cling to him, but Jesus did not come that way. In other words, Jesus is not looking, amen, for a follower that seeks position in the church. The only way to step into position, amen, is through total submission. The world will try to teach that in order to have something Powerful in life, amen, is to have a great education, to go to the best schools, amen, to be amongst the best, the best people where they can receive the best training and meet people that can help them climb, amen, the corporate ladder. Second Timi Timothy uh, chapter 2 and verse 7 says these type of individuals are ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. They're always seeking, amen, for power. They're always seeking for uh, higher learning, if you will, praise God. The greatest learning that you could ever achieve is through the Word of God. And if we're not careful, this mindset, amen, can transition into the church of the living God, trying to step on a few people, amen, to get to a higher position, amen. But God does not work that way, amen. One of the greatest acts of submission is found in the triumphant entry, amen. In the following story that I'm going to try to dissect just for a few minutes, Jesus is on his way, amen. He's on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way, praise God, because he has a job to do, amen. And it's really astounding when you look at this story found in the book of Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. The Bible describes this 
triumphant entry, praise God. I'm going to read from verses 1 through verse 10, and if, I, if you want to follow with me, you can. Amen. And then I'm going to go back through, and we're going to try to dissect it a little bit for you. Amen. It says, And when he came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a coat tied, whereon never man sat. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the coat tied by the door without a place where two ways met, and they loosed him. And certain of them stood there, said unto, unto them, Why do ye loosing the coat? And they said unto them, even as Jesus had commanded. And they let them go. And they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him. And he sat on him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You talk about an excited crowd, amen. They were so, they were so excited that they had finally witnessed, amen, the Messiah, the king of the Jews, praise God. I can envision children running to and fro, amen. So excited to get a picture of this Messiah through the mass crowds, praise God. He's, he's coming. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes, praise God. There was such an exuberant, amen, uh, expectation because the Messiah that they had waited for all these years, praise God. They were finally there witnessing this great triumphant entry. Praise God. What a time that must have been. What a time it's going to be if we live to see, praise God, Jesus splitting the clouds, amen, and him riding on a white horse, amen, with 10,000, thousands, thousands of his saints, praise God, following him, praise God, coming down to this earth, amen, and the world will be changed forevermore. Everybody will know who Jesus is, amen, in his glory and in his power with angels of God, amen, and saints of the living God. This whole time, amen, where we're running to and fro with the great expectation in this world of chaos, amen. And finally we will see and we will shout, amen. Here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, what a day that will be. When my Jesus I will see, praise God. I'm so excited in my expectation, amen, to see him in the clouds, praise God, as he rides, amen. I'm so excited if I live to see the, the, the sky, praise God, open up in him coming, praise God. I'm so excited, amen. I want to see Jesus, amen. Yes, I want to see my in-laws, and I want to see others that have passed on before me, amen. And the Bible says we will see them, amen. But my focus, amen, is on the Master, the Messiah. His name is Jesus Christ with great power and great authority. Hey man, what a day, what a day, what a day that will be.
So just for a few minutes, let's lean in as we glean a powerful lesson, in my opinion, that is found in the book of Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. The Bible says, and when they came nigh to Jerusalem, in other words, amen, Jesus did not come to Jerusalem by himself. Praise God, he brought his disciples with him, amen, so he could teach them a powerful lesson, amen. Jesus has a way of including his followers in his plan, praise God. I'm glad that Jesus walks with us each and every day, amen, as we walk through this world, praise God, through this place of chaos, amen, through this world that is ever-changing, praise God, this dark place, amen, where people have shunned away the, the Messiah, praise God, where people don't believe, amen, that he was the Messiah, but yet there are those, amen, amongst the crowd that really know and understand that he is the king of the Jews. I'm glad that he included us in his plan this morning. I'm glad that I am a child of God, praise God. It goes on and says, he sends forth two of his disciples and says unto them, go your way into the village opposite to you, amen. And as soon as all of you be entered into it, all of you shall find a coat tied whereon never man has sat upon it, praise God. I don't know if you understand what this coat was, but this coat was really a baby donkey that had never been broken in, praise God. This coat was a wild animal with a stubborn nature, praise God. He never had anybody ride on him, praise God. He would have bucked him off, but there was something different about this man that jumped on, the, on his back, amen. There was something different about this baby coat. Praise God. And Jesus said, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, why are you doing this? I want you to say word for word, praise God. The Lord has need of him, praise God. You see, Jesus wanted to use this vessel. Jesus wanted to use this coat for a particular purpose, amen. This was planned all the way from eternity, praise God. This coat, amen, this individual, praise God, was prepared before time began, and Jesus had a particular purpose for that very one coat. And one particular purpose, amen. But it had to be played out. It had to be ministered, praise God, word for word, praise God. When God told them to write it in the book, amen. When God told Noah to build the boat, amen, he had to follow the direction, amen. He could not deviate from thus saith the word of God, amen. When God gives us a mission, praise God, God's expectation of his people, amen, is to uh, pronounce it word for word. Don't you deviate from thus saith the word of God, amen. You cannot change truth, amen. Truth will never change. You cannot alter truth, praise God. You can try to alter with your own mind and your own ways, but that isn't going to pass the test in God's eyes. It's not going to do it, my friend. God expects, amen, when he sends us on a mission, amen, and he gives us a word, amen, that we follow that word, praise God. Not one uh, tilt or jittle or whatever, praise God. He expects us, amen, word for word. He says, and immediately he will send him here. In other words, loosing the coat and bringing him to Jesus was a team effort. 
Let me say it again. Don't think for one minute, praise God, that you're so strong and spiritual, amen, that you're going to go out and fight a bunch of devils, amen. You need the church of the living God, amen. You need to go out in a team effort, praise God. We need to pray together. We need to worship together. We need to sing together. We need to teach Bible studies together. We need to witness together, praise God. We need the strength of every individual we need to feed off each other praise God we've all heard that there's no I in team praise God that's such a true statement furthermore there's great power when we act upon the word of God Jesus said loose him and bring him and if any man say unto you why do all of you this say all of you that the Lord has need of him and immediately everyone say immediately immediately he will send them here, praise God. And so the Bible says they went on their way. The disciples, amen, were given a task and they believed the word that was spoken to them. They believed the word. They believed what Jesus asked them and required of them to do, praise God. And how did they know, amen, that it was a, that it was a word from God? Or how do we know it's a word from God, praise God? Because the word was confirmed with signs following as they put their faith into action. They put their faith into action. And there were signs that followed them, praise God. What were the signs, amen? The sign was simply this, amen, that the master of the cult had to let him go. The greatest sign, amen, in the church today, praise God, is someone that is delivered, amen, from the master of darkness. That's the greatest sign. The greatest sign in our world today is someone that is filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's the greatest sign, praise God. And when you go into this dark world of chaos, amen, and you speak the word of God, word for word, amen, it will be confirmed, amen, with signs following, praise God. I'm, I'm telling you, church, praise God. Valleys shall be filled. Mountains shall be made low, praise God. The crooked shall be made straight, hallelujah. There's power in the words of God, amen. There's power, there's faith in our actions, amen, if we truly believe, amen. They went on their way. The disciples, amen, were given a task, amen, and believed the word that was spoken unto them. It was confirmed, amen. And when they found the coat tied to the door at the place where two ways met, amen, they loosed him. Typically individuals, amen, are tied to a door of decision. Decision of what? Decision whether I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay with my own will or I'm going to follow the will of God. It's a door. It's a door, amen, praise God. What side of the door are you living on? Are you going to allow your human will, amen, to control your actions? Or are you going to submit your stubborn nature to the will of God this morning? I want to lay down my will, praise God. I want to lay down my pride, amen. I want God to transition my stubbornness into the kingdom of God. So when God asks me to do something, amen, I'm going to say I'm going to do it and nothing is going to distract me. I want to be stubborn for God. I want to move in the will of God, amen. I want to try to identify as God helps me, amen, to hear from God. The door of decision. It goes on to say, and certain of them that stood there said unto them, what do all of you loosing the coat, amen? 
It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that the devil believes he has control over individuals that seem to be tangled up in this life. The devil does not have control over you. Somebody says the devil has control over you. No, he doesn't. It's our own will. If we want to serve God, we're going to serve God. There is nothing that the devil can do about it, praise God. That's why Jesus brought this story out, praise God. That's why he gives his people a word for somebody else, praise God. Because they're tied at the door of decision, praise God. And the word that you have, which is backed by power and authority, praise God, has the ability, amen, to loose them and let them go, praise God. But it's according to their own will. Their own will. They say the devil made me do it. Now most of the time it's your own will that made you do it. It's your own desire that made you do it. It's your own craving, amen. It's the lust of the flesh that made you do it. That's all it is. Praise God. I don't know if you believe me or not, but it's the truth anyway. He said, let them go. They said unto him, even as Jesus has commanded, and they let them go. And the Bible says they brought the coat to Jesus. I like this. And cast their garments on him. And he sat upon him. You know, Jesus gives us a covering. Praise God. When we come out of the world and Jesus delivers us and he unties us from that door of decision where maybe we were going the wrong way, Jesus covers us, amen, so he, amen, can ride, amen, and so he can have control of the reins, amen, so he can direct our paths. It's God that's helping us. If we would only listen to him, if we would only go in the direction, amen, that he is maneuvering us. As I said before, and I'll say it again, if you didn't get it yet, this coat represents, amen, it, resen it represents a picture of a person's nature, a person's stubborn nature, praise God. And donkeys were like this. Donkeys are the most stubborn animals, amen, that, that, that we know, praise God. If you can tame them, they will carry tremendous loads, amen. Sometimes you can't even see the donkey because the amount of weight they are carrying, praise God. And if we allow Jesus, amen, to, to, to help us, amen, and transition our mind, praise God, and loose us from our own decisions, amen, praise God, and, and, and help us, amen, as he guides us, praise God. We can do great exploits in the kingdom of God. But we have to allow the word of God to work in our lives, amen. It goes on to say, and many spread their garments in the way. And others cut down branches off the trees and scattered them in the way. And they went before them. And they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. One of the main thoughts I get out of this, and obviously there's a lot and we could go a lot further, but even though Jesus was a main figure in this story that we see, we also see the disciples working with Jesus to fulfill the mission of Jesus. But most important, we see something that was stubborn. Something that had never been 
He had never allowed man to ride on him. He was now totally submissive, amen. And the Bible says as they went through the crowd, the flesh opened up, amen. And Jesus continued on his mission. Yes, the focus was on Jesus, absolutely. And in our lives, as we go through this world and as we teach this world word for word, amen, they're going to see us, amen, as a vessel of Jesus Christ. But the real focus, amen, is the one, amen, that's living inside of us. The real message, amen, is Jesus Christ, the one with great power and great authority, amen. We have the power and the authority, amen, as we walk through this world, amen, where flesh is just going to move out of the way, amen, and we will present this glorious gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection. Praise God. Praise God. We notice that the coat was bound by his former master. But now he was uninhibited because the coat responded to the request of his calling. The request of his calling. Praise God. Why are you here this morning? Because somewhere in your life, all of us, we came to that place of decision where we could either make a choice, say, man, I'm going to serve God or I'm going to serve the world. And because somebody preached to us and someone taught us or we heard a word from God somewhere, amen, it was because of his power and his authority, amen, that drew us, amen, praise God, into the presence of God. And now we have the ability to carry this living word of God, amen. God has covered us, amen, with the anointing, amen, with a wonderful garment, amen, that gives us this power, Brother Lonnie, and Jesus moves through this world with us. We're not alone. I know sometimes you feel like you're alone, but you're not alone. Jesus is with you, amen. He has the ability, amen, to move with every individual in this place, regardless whether we're going separate ways. God inhabits everything, amen. So it doesn't matter where you go, praise God. David said, I could go to the depths of the sea, and there he is, praise God. Wherever you go, you're not alone. Wherever you go, you have God's power, and authority, praise God. We need to run through this world of chaos and tell everybody, here he comes. Here he comes. He's coming, church. He's coming, church. I'm telling you, he's coming. Jesus is coming. I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. Don't give up. Don't run from your problems. You face your problems head on. They didn't run from the crowd. They didn't run from their flesh, praise God. They hit it head on. Why? Because Jesus was with them, praise God. And anything of this world, any aspect of flesh that is trying to stop you from serving God, amen, it has to move out of the way because Jesus says so. You can't move. You can't. You can't leave. I don't care where you go, amen. Chaos is chaos, and it permeates this world, my friend. I don't care what you try to do. You're not going to get away from it. You're not going to get away from it. It's everywhere, praise God. But thank God he is in you, and he lives within you. You're not going to get away from it. 
It's coming. Yeah, destruction is coming, but so is Jesus, praise God. You stay focused on the Word of God. You stay connected with the church of the living God. Don't run. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Be a soldier of God and run to the battle. Run to the battle. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. That was the body speaking, and we have that power. We have it. We have it. Put your words, put God's words into action. You will see. You will see He will make a way when there is no way. He will make a way where there is no way. Nothing is impossible for my Jesus. <laughs> Nothing is impossible for my Jesus. Amen. Why don't we stand this morning? Let's lift our hands and let's worship Him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You are worthy, mighty God. You are worthy, mighty God. You are worthy, mighty God. Oh, thank you, Jesus.